Welcome to College Unbound, the weekly podcast by Focus Collegiate, dedicated to diverse learning in the college environment. Hi, I'm Jane Taylor. I'm the writer for Focus Collegiate. Welcome to College Unbound. Focus Collegiate was started to fill a gap in the higher education system. While high school students who learn differently are supported with IEPs and 504 learning plans, college students who learn differently are not. They're expected to fend for themselves, to find and ask for their own accommodations. They're expected to make and follow through with their own schedules. They're expected to just figure it all out. This is where Focus Collegiate comes in. We're here today with Focus Collegiate founder, Grant Liebersberger, to talk about how Focus Collegiate makes a difference for diverse learners in college. So tell me, what does Focus Collegiate provide? Well, you, you know, you've identified that there is a significant gap for many diverse learners in between kind of what happens in the high school setting in terms of support. And we're not even talking about just professional support, but also support from the family system, um, from additional collateral service providers, and really the transition to what happens at the collegiate level, which is vastly different from what happens in high school, notwithstanding that the parent isn't there either, uh, even in our strange time. You know, our students are on campus. They are not necessarily, they have, they do not have the level of maybe oversight or supervision that they had in the past. I think one of the challenges of um, being a student, you know, usually in a high school environment, there is an, an IEP and there's a 504 and there's these plans that actually the services come to the student. And in college, it's actually the inverse. Students have to avail themselves of the supports mm. that the colleges, you know, have to provide by law, but they're not, uh, this, they're not raining these accommodations down onto the student. The student actually has to go and be their own good self-advocate. And yeah. most of our students uh, are not used to actually providing, you know, that level of self-advocacy. Uh, we have, you know, many of our students are in different, have different levels of understanding of their own learning profile and what their needs are. And so what Focus Collegiate does is provides the glue uh, between what has happened in the past and what the students lived experiences in terms of their uh, being an independent learner and what is going to be required of them now that they are having to show that they are an independent learner on the, in the, on the college campus. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> for the 25 years working with young adults, um, I've found that it's difficult uh, to predict where a young adult is going to get held up. In, in this you know, experience, in this novel experience that they're having. And so Focus Collegiate, by definition, has to be able to do a great many things for our students so that they, in essence, don't get behind. And mm-hmm. the way that our students don't get behind is that we address the whole person. We're not just talking about tutoring, and we're not just even talking about executive functioning, although that is a major, oftentimes, weakness of our students and their learning profile. But we're also right. talking about students having a robust social experience, and students have the rec- having the requisite independent or living or life skills uh, to be able to 
pull all this off. And so what we find is that we provide a holistic model to address all of those different areas in whatever way that, you know, is going to be most helpful for the student or in whatever way that the student presents where they need assistance. And then we go down that, <laughs> we go down that trajectory with the student. We walk the journey with them in terms mm -hmm. of their transition to independence. We're just using kind of the collegiate experience as a metaphor for life. It's a terrific metaphor. And I also love, you use the word glue. Focus Collegiate is the glue. And the implication is that there are all these life experiences and all these skills and talents that the student already has. Focus Collegiate is sort of gluing those strengths and talents and bringing them forward to the college life. Yeah, that's correct. And, and you know, what, we're only as effective as some of, you know, what we perceive our student volition is in the matter. Um, and what the only way we get to, you know, helping a student successfully navigate this complexity is by engaging them early and in a relational model um, that, that isn't just about us doing discrete skill building. It's in fact, we are very interested in what our students are interested in. And we're very interested in their own understanding of their, you know, how support best works for them. And so our students are not just the, uh, just, just the recipient of the services. They're in fact, very core component to building um, each, you know, learning agenda is what we call it. Each, each, how the support is going to be provided. What is the context of it? How, what the frequency is. And oftentimes we are providing su comprehensive support that is in line with the student's area of interest and is in line with their own goals. Um, mm -hmm. this is the, we are not dreaming up goals for our students. They, you know, we have to help them come to those goals because what neuroscience teaches us about providing support to anyone, not just a student with learning difference, is that if you are providing support towards somebody's vision of their future, it is far more effective than if you are coaching towards what we call improvement needs. And so we, uh, the student is very much, has to be engaged you know, with our team um, in figuring out what their vision is for their own futures. Mm-hmm. That sounds, it sounds great. So are there already services provided? I mean, there are college offices of disabilities. So do you, are you working with them? Are you providing similar kinds of support or it sounds like this is above and beyond? This is above and beyond. And uh, what we are is for lack of a better word, a case management model in that we are, there are a variety of different players on campus that provide different levels of support. And it's really diverse in terms of what colleges provide what and how they do it. And mm. so uh, what we are, although we are very capable of doing not almost everything that they do on campus in terms of providing support, but we definitely are ensuring that the accommodations department is talking with the counseling department, which is talking with the professor, which and, and making sure that the student is an active participant in these conversations so that, uh, and, and again, this is the glue metaphor where we make sure that in otherwise disparate and siloed supports would otherwise be given to a student. We make sure that they're all working in conjunction um, as well as working with our parents to make sure that they have enough mm. information so that they can let go because, you know, 
as a student wants independence, so do oftentimes our parents want independence from maybe what they've been <laughs> doing in the past in terms of, and I say this in the nicest way, maybe over-functioning for some of our students in certain ways. It's hard for parents and, to let go. <laughs> absolutely. And, and I tell parents, you know, it's, it's not in your job description as a parent to watch your kid fail. So, um, so what you've been doing in the past was all in service to that. But now we have to try to figure out a way to pivot towards a more for lack of a better word, age-appropriate conversation and relationship with the family. So, mm -hmm. but we, as a result of our model, we take it into all those factors into account and try to come up with a very realistic support model that can be highly variable, uh, certainly is unbound, and which is kind of the name of the podcast as well. There's a reason for that, uh, mm -hmm. of providing boundless support in that uh, our students are eligible to have virtually unlimited support throughout the week uh, as part of their focus collegiate relationship. And what we find is that being responsive to a student's needs is in fact the best way to provide support and role model kind of how to solve some of these complex challenges on campus. And so part of what we do is provide this, what we call boundless support um, in a way that students will you know, be able to accept it because nobody, you know, none of our students want to be micromanaged. And right. so we navigate this uh, complicated relationship of independence versus support versus student buy-in uh, versus obviously our own expertise and the expertise of the team to create the glue. And every student's plan is different. Uh, every accommodations office and the way colleges do it is different. And so mm -hmm. we were really taking our students on a case by case and really, you know, treating them as individuals in the context of their collegiate life. Yeah. Wow. One word you kept saying is relationship. And when you were talking about the different departments and the offices of disabilities and things like that, it struck me that these are all departments, whereas a college student doesn't have a relationship with a department. So I'm wondering about how the team at Focus Collegiate, how do they develop a relationship with the student and how does that relationship work in terms of sort of bolstering the support and bolstering the effectiveness of Focus Collegiate's work? Sure. Well, I, you know, I think ultimately the goal for all of our students is being an independent learner on campus, you know, without the supports of Focus Collegiate. We are, mm. you know, we strive to be a transitionary experience. And so, you know, if a student needed us, needed someone to drag them through college over the course of four years because they were A, not interested in it, or B, you know, they didn't have any other viable alternatives, they're probably not the right student for our setup. Um, because we're not going to drag anybody through college. Uh, mm -hmm. but, and, but, but also, you know, some colleges are quite adept at developing relationships with their students. They just don't necessarily have um, the amount of time that we may be able to have with our students because, you know, a student, or I'm sorry, a professional in a accommodations office or accessibility office may have 150 students on their, you know, under their umbrella. And mm -hmm. whereas we have a very much smaller number and, um, and that by just by definition allows us to have um, a higher degree of relationship, a greater understanding of our students' uh, needs and what their goals are. Um, without necessarily putting out fires, we are talking with our students about their vision and about their future so that we can do the support that works towards that um, instead of just mm -hmm. solving problems all the time. Yeah, because I think it's easy to get caught up in the problems uh, rather than, you know, what, what are the goals of what we're trying to provide. Right. 
Right. And so the uh, the quality, and you know, I, I say this to our team all the time, and to anyone who will listen, the the quality of our support is directly proportional to the to our relationships with the student. So, ah, um, so that is. is the first thing we go for, and that's you know, and and we will uh, make all kinds of adjustments and strategic uh, vari variances in order to try to put the relationship first, and then we can get to everything else after that. But if we right. don't have uh, the what we refer to as trusting and resonant relationships, then mm -hmm. um, then it it just doesn't work as well. And so, but at that same time, we're meeting our students where they're at. Some students have had very very high quality support. Um, some students have had, you know, high quality that was sold to them as high quality support, but invariably they were disappointed at the quality of it. And so mm -hmm. they're dubious in terms of their thinking about um, support programs. And then some students have had, you know, no professional support at all. And so yeah. we try to meet the student and the family, frankly, where they're at in terms of um, the, the universe of what has happened with the student in the past, what's worked for them. And mm -hmm. therefore, we want to capitalize on the things that have worked and not necessarily have to reteach all kinds of discrete skills because our students come to us with a lot of skills already. And so we're just helping the student with the organization of when those skills should be deployed. And, you know, and then, of course, the requisite tips and tricks on how to make um, college life work easier, you know, certainly from an organizational standpoint, any student can benefit from that. Yeah, I love the recognition that our students have a lot of skills already and they have, you called it a universe of experience. I love that. So once the uh, support person, the team person from Focus Collegiate establishes this trusting resonant relationship with a student, where does it go from there? Do, do they meet every day? Do they, do they see each other in person? Are there phone calls? How does that, what does that look like? So it's, again, it's dictated by um, student comfortability. We are there for as long as the student will tolerate us, I guess, for lack of a better <laughs> word. Um, we always want to provide more support and students invariably want less support and, you know, mm -hmm. parents want all of it. Um, and students want to rightfully show that they are an independent person. And so, uh, and so we do this delicate dance of how, what's, you know, what's the duration of each meeting? What's the frequency of each meeting? Um, what's the platform for each meeting? For some of our students, they are completely virtual and they're on their campus somewhere throughout the country. And so mm -hmm. that, but that requires a different level of student engagement uh, just because students have to be a little bit more able to show up uh, in the in-person model, we're able to actually show up on their campus, which is where the majority of our work happens is we take our services uh, and supports to the student so that they um, so that they feel supported on their home turf, for lack of a better word. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and, and what we find is that if we're able to get in front of students, then our, the likelihood of success goes up greatly. Um, especially in the in-person because students, you know, don't necessarily can't miss a meeting if the meeting is coming to them. <laughs> so, so we find that that's particularly effective. And then, but we also, you know, for many of our students, we're meeting with them once, twice, maybe three times a week. Uh, we do have uh, an active study hall that happens on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, you know, in our offices. And so students can actually come and work with other students or oh, even a quasi-social experience. Um, yeah. there as well. We have some social activities that we do, but all, 
oftentimes our students are trying to be, you know, independent on their campuses. And so the best way to practice that is for us to go to their campus and, and participate in their life and uh, mm -hmm. not necessarily have to have them come to us. Uh, we oftentimes find ourselves doing, you know, text prompting with students, checking in, um, you know, on WhatsApp, any number of the technology platforms, email, um, you know, working with students on their particular course management system that is usually novel to the college and mm -hmm. helping, you know, helping our students through, you know, through those types of things. And so, you know, I think on average, we're talking three to four hours a week of support for most students. And oftentimes, you know, a lot of that is can be academic support too. Uh, that can be writing, that can be math, that can be anything, you know, most of our students have the intellectual horsepower to do college. It's not about that. It's actually about organizational capacity. And mm -hmm and and helping them not get behind i think as i mentioned early on so because that for many yeah. of our students is really problematic uh swimming mm -hmm. upstream when a student is behind and when they you know have to spend more time than the average person because their diagnostic learning profile is what it is so we you know spend a considerable amount of time making sure that we're providing the right amount of support and uh and and then again the schedules for our students are as variable as our students some students are yeah. in person three hours per week some students are getting half hour virtual check-ins every day um, some students are more radio silent during certain portions of their semester but we're still interacting with them academically over google docs or whatever the you know the, the writing platforms are that we can support our students and we do all of this in service to helping the student move towards the supports that are available on the college campus because that's where we ultimately want them to be um, to be independent and utilize you know that the setting and supports that are available but most of our students aren't there yet they're not yeah. they don't have the requisite self-advocacy skills to frankly it takes a lot of guts to walk into an office and say here i am give me my oh. support <laughs> um, well, you know, the, for, for most of us yeah well learning what support is available that's a hurdle in itself and where to find it is, um, you know, and also you're in competition, I think, with some other students to getting on the schedule with the support services office. It is so true. I think, I think it is true, you know, a point on that, because we were talking about kind of the case management model and us working with different departments is that, yeah. you know, it's, it's not uncommon that uh, if a student goes radio silent after someone, part of the college team has reached out to a student four or five times and the student, you know, does not engage and, and goes radio silent that the, the professional will stop chasing the student and, mm -hmm. there, and then the student ends up with no support. And yeah. that's, and that's, that's very, very common um, for students, especially the ones who fit our learning profile to fly under the radar until it's too late. And then once they're super behind, then, you know, student already has a history of engaging in probably non-productive activities. And we're starting and talking about a medical leave and then a reboot next semester versus a mm -hmm. let's stay on top of things from the beginning, which I think is where we bring quite a bit of value in that uh, we create what's otherwise a predictable pattern of, you know, getting behind, getting overwhelmed, isolating, and then medical leave to not getting behind, actually, you know, learning the systems that are available on campus, staying afloat long enough to have a positive and successful semester. And therefore, there's all the requisite feelings of self-efficacy and resiliency that come with mm -hmm. a successful 
uh, experience. I've spent the first part of my career putting young adult, you know, what we would call failure to launch or uh, young adults who were I, I call college interrupted back together again so that they have the confidence to go back and try college a second time when they failed mm -hmm. the first time. It's much more difficult to oh, do it that yeah. way than it is to uh, have a student stay afloat and have a successful, certainly first oh. semester, but oftentimes first year. And the success builds on itself. So you really want to get in early and be successful within the first couple months of school, I guess. Yeah, I think traction, traction is really important for our, for our students, especially ones who are, you know, you, you, know, you don't know what you don't know. And so when you've been in a high school environment where everything has come to you and the teacher seeks you out, and then you enter into this novel environment where none of those things are true, that it can be, it can be shocking. And I think it's also it can be overwhelming. And so yeah. having someone who has a trusting resonant relationship and can walk the student's journey with them, uh, obviously is going to just by definition, increase the likelihood of success. Mm. Well, there are so many topics that we could talk about and we will talk about in future podcasts, but maybe we could wrap up this first episode by talking about the focus collegiate philosophy. Can you sum up the philosophy of the organization? Yes. Uh, really, I think what we're talking about, and I think I mentioned this in the beginning, is uh, using the collegiate experience as a kind of a metaphor for life. Uh, I think most young people who did attend college learned a lot about how to do life <laughs> by going to college. Yeah, right. And so, and so, which if you have a failure experience, it's, it's just not helpful for the prospects of you thinking about being able to do life in, in a way that's going to be satisfying and, and, and successful. And so our goal is to, is to do whatever it takes to help students not get behind and to, in Joseph Campbell's words, follow, follow their bliss. And for many of our students, you know, mm. they don't know what their vision necessarily is. People have talked to them about careers, but they haven't really talked about vision with our students. And so, and so what we're trying to do is help students understand their place in time right now and also look into the future a little bit in terms of, because when the going gets tough, if you realize where your goals are, it creates more relevancy for why you're doing bio 101 right now when you're a theater major. <laughs> um, so, being, <laughs> so, so creating relevance in, in, a, young, in a young person's life, uh, especially in a young person's collegi collegiate life is in our estimation, extremely important. And once all the things that are perceptibly irrelevant become relevant, then the reason why you're in college and the reason why you're working so hard all has a different clarity in a, in a different way for students mm. to be more engaged in their own life. Even, you know, I think for a lot of students and even families, they look at college and you say, uh, everything's going to be great once I get to college. Well, you know, that's, that's one way of looking at it. And sadly, it's not always the, uh, the student's experience isn't always what their expectations are. And mm -hmm. so helping students manage their own expectations through the collegiate experience is also uh, really core to our philosophy. So it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's about relationships. It's about students uh, having success. 
and and we have we bring a ton of expertise all of all the members of the focus collegiate team have master's degrees in their own requisite disciplines and so mm -hmm. we are doing targeted interventions with our students to help um, not only them be successful but to not waste time uh, being able to cut to the chase in the limited amount of time you have to when you have a student's attention um, mm -hmm. because again no student is going to want unlimited support so taking the time to be very specific and targeted in how we work with our students, uh, especially as professional as my, our team is in their related disciplines is a very much important part of our philosophy. And it's just as important for that to be true as well as for us to be responsive to our students and not wait for their next quote unquote meeting in order to be res to respond to a student's needs upon their request so mm -hmm. and so i think that's not only the resilience building resilience through success uh, but also building self-advocacy skills at the end of the day to be able to get to the independent piece of college life and right. so we're kind of our philosophy is to work on all of that and at the same time, we can't do everything at once. And so we collaborate with our students and our families to try to figure out what's the most emergent uh, needs that we are going to work on each semester. And then we'll get to the next thing next. But, um, mm -hmm. but it doesn't make any sense to overwhelm a student with support because oftentimes young adults will reject it. And so that's, and that's where the relationship comes in, being able to, for a student to understand that we're not, you know, Focus Collegiate is not here to micromanage you. And in fact, um, is a very adult level of support and they're not kids anymore. And so helping a student to understand that this is a professional relationship and no one's here to drag them through college or make them do what they don't want to do is also core to the philosophy. And it's, it's, it's an unusual model. I think it's novel uh, what we've created. And, uh, and I think, and yet, you know, our, our students, have a ton of success as a result. So oh, that's, I, think, I think it's, it's a, you know, I think it's a testament to the versatility um, of, of, of what we provide. It's refreshing to hear the word bliss in, in relation to success in college. What a delightful concept that by following your goals, you discover things that you're actually good at and discover the reason why we're studying biology if we're a theater major, that kind of thing. This has been very enlightening. I'm really excited about this podcast and taking this journey with you. I'm looking forward to next time. Thank you so much. Sounds great, Jane. Thanks a lot.